Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 16. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Bread from heaven, love this chapter. Got a pen? Got a pad? If you haven't been with us so far on Wednesday nights, you know we've been going through uh, the book of Exodus. And uh, so far, Israel has had, give me your attention, has had quite an adventure. After 400 years of bondage in Egypt, God set the captives free. And two million Jewish people, Israelites, made their way out of Egypt, and they get to the Red Sea. We've pointed out not the Reed Sea, but the Red Sea. And the Egyptian army, Pharaoh's army, the Egyptian army, are following in hot pursuit. And the people of God, they they pass through the Red Sea, and the waters, God parted the waters, and and, and the people of God go through the Red Sea, and the Egyptian army, they follow them. And, and God brings the water down on the entire Egyptian army and defeats uh, the enemy. In chapter 15, the last time we were together, the people are on the far side of the Red Sea. And remember, when they got to the far side of the Red Sea, they began to sing a song. They sang a song of victory. If by chance you were not here and you don't know the words of the song from last week, you can pick up the CD in the bookstore. We always uh, make CD copies of our teachings here at Calvary Chapel. But, but they got on the other side of the Red Sea, and they began to sing a song, a song of victory. And the people leave the area of the Red Sea, and they travel three days to Mara. Remember, Mara means what? Bitterness. Bitterness. Where they find in Mara bitter water. And the people did what they always do. They complained. Now, remember, I told you the last time, as the people journey through the wilderness for 40 years, there are two constants, two constants. As we study the book of Exodus, you'll see. Number one, God constantly provides for them. And secondly, the Israelites constantly complain. Two constants. So the people complained. God told Moses to throw in the tree because the water was bitter. And God told Moses to throw in the tree. And, 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 and when they threw in the tree, the water became sweet. Well, God led them from Mara, remember? And he parked the pillar cloud over Elam. Elam was a place of 
refreshing. Remember, the people were being led by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God led that cloud to Elam. That's a place of refreshing. Elam was like a resort. It was like a Palm Springs kind of area. And, 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 And from Elam... Tonight, we get to chapter 16 as the people leave Elam or they leave this place of refreshing. They leave this Palm Springs kind of environment. And now the people go into the wilderness of sin and it's in the wilderness of sin that they will stay for the next 40 years. For us, it will be for the next 24 chapters, but they will be there for the next 40 years. Tonight, God gives the people Bread from heaven. Exodus chapter 16, saints, look at verse 1. If you're there, say amen. Amen. And they journey from where? Elam or Elim is the way they pronounce it actually in Hebrew. And all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. And then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel in verse 3 said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord. You know, I'm reading this chapter. I got to stop. I'm reading this chapter and I'm thinking, these guys are drama. You know, you want to read it, you're like, save the drama for your mama. I mean, this is nuts. They love to talk about death. They're obsessed with death. They say, oh, that we, notice in verse 3, oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us, Moses, out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly. Oh, yeah. He brought them out to kill two million people. Drama. Now, stop right there. Give me your attention. The children of Israel say goodbye, as I mentioned, to Palm Springs, to Elam, which is between Sinai and Elam. They left on the 15th day of the second month. Now, you want to notice something in Exodus chapter 12. If you're taking notes, you write this down, look it up in your own time. But in Exodus 12, it tells us that they left Egypt on the 14th day of the first month. So they have been out of Egypt now in chapter 16, approximately a month and a half out of Egypt. And so they leave Club Elim, if you will, And they come to the wilderness of sin. Now, listen close. In the original text, the wilderness of sin has nothing to do with sin. Has nothing to do with sin. Although, let me just say, don't misunderstand me. I don't think it's a coincidence that they are in the wilderness of sin because it's in this wilderness of sin that they do a lot of sinning. Amen. So I don't think it's a coincidence, but the wilderness of sin has really, the name has really nothing to do with sin. The word translated sin in the Hebrew is zin. It's pronounced like sin, 
S-E-E-N. That's the Hebrew word, and, and it literally means thorns or clay. So you might want to say this is the wilderness of thorns. This is the wilderness of clay, if you will. And again, I don't think it's a coincidence that there's a lot of sin that takes place over the next 40 years in this wilderness of sin, although the name has really nothing to do with their actions, if you will. Now, from the wilderness of sin, as the people journeyed through, on a clear day, you could see in the distance some of the greenery in Egypt. And as they got out into this wilderness and they could look back on a clear day, because it was kind of like a plateau kind of area, if you look at it on a map. On a clear day, you could look out, you could see some of the high buildings, some of the trees back in Egypt. They're not that far from Egypt. So they could look back and they could see Egypt, which would then bring back memories as they get into the wilderness. And so they began to complain to Moses and Aaron saying, we shouldn't have put, we should have, or shouldn't have, pardon me, put that blood of the lamb on our doors. We should have stayed there. We should have died in Egypt where we have plenty of meat, where we have plenty of bread. They're thinking about how they remembered the leeks and the onions and the garlic, which I don't know, they, they, they had to be some bad breath. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. I mean, they, uh, leeks and onions and garlic, these are the kinds of things that they ate while they were in Egypt. And they're thinking, man, it was great to be back there. The interesting thing to me is that, get this, they're on their way to Canaan. They're on their way to the promised land. And their eyes are on Canaan, but their minds are on Egypt. Let me say that again in case you were asleep. Their eyes were on Canaan. That's the promised land. But their minds were on Egypt. Remember I told you that Egypt represents the world. Canaan represents Christian maturity. And I don't know about you, but I see a lot of Christian folks like that. Their eyes are on Canaan. God, I want to be your man. God, I want to be your woman. God, I want to grow. I want to become mature. I want to be strong in the Lord. I want to do great things for God. My eyes are on Canaan, but yet, 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 yet my mind is on Egypt. My mind is still back in the world. My mind is still back on the things that really don't please God. My mind is still back on the things that really won't get me to the very thing that I so desperately pray for. So their eyes are on Canaan, but their minds are on Egypt and how quickly we forget our experience in Egypt. How quickly? I mean, isn't it interesting how we can come out of Egypt and we suffer from SMD? What's that, Rodney? Selective memory disorder. In the medical field, they got an initial for everything now. I'm just trying to keep up. 
selective memory disorder. They have forgotten, they have forgotten about the bitter bondage and the taskmaster's whip. They had forgotten that they had to build the pyramids with bricks and how hard it was to get their own straw to make those bricks. They have forgotten that their firstborn kid was being murdered. They forgot those times when they were crying out to God. So they're looking back thinking it was better to be in Egypt. But how quickly they forget. They forget, stay with me, that it was God who sent Moses to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. It was God who sent the 10 plagues on Egypt so he could set the people free. It was God who brought the children of Israel miraculously out of Egypt and passed them through the Red Sea so that they would see the Egyptians dead and floating up on the on the beach. That was God. They saw Pharaoh's army drowned in the Red Sea. God turned the bitter water sweet at Mirah. God has been providing and had provided his presence and his power and his care and his love. They forgot. You would think after all of this, these guys would have every reason to trust and not be discouraged and not complain. No, what we find is three days later, they are grumbling and complaining. Oh, that we would have died. Don't you remember it's in chapter 14. They said they said to Moses, they they came to the Red Sea and they said to Moses, they said, is it because we there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to die? They were in the wilderness of shore. Last week we looked at it and they had no water. And they said, did you bring us in the wilderness to die? And now they say, we know why you brought us out here, that we might die by the Egyptian army. Listen, these guys are complaining, 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 wishing they had been back in Egypt, wishing they had been back in the world. Why? Because they forget. And we do the same thing. How often do we forget I remember somebody told me one time, you know, ever since I became a Christian, you know, it's been bad for me. And I said, whoever told you when you become a Christian is going to be good for you. Well, I didn't think the Christian life was going to be like, I didn't have this much struggle when I was in the world. I said, what are you, nuts? You didn't have this much struggle in the world. No, you didn't. But let's not forget now. Let's talk about your experience in the world. How quickly you forget. Yeah, you might have had girls and money and drugs and all of the things that you thought you wanted, but how quickly you forget about the mornings that you woke up and you had to get a drink because you had been drinking so much before the night before. I know I'm not talking to anybody here, but I'll talk about it anyway. Oh, because we're in church now. I know, I know. But how quickly do we forget about the bad experiences we had in the world? Then we come into the church and things may not be as you thought they should be. And and you start looking back at Egypt. You start looking back at the world. You start looking back at those experiences back there, which they were not a blessing to you. They were a curse to you. Listen, sin can never be a blessing to you. Amen, saints. And they're looking back, thinking, you know about the experiences in Egypt, whining and complaining, we're going to die, and they're negative. And you know people like that? I know people who are just constantly negative. It doesn't matter. 
What a, well, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, but it's going to rain tomorrow. <laughs> well, God sure is good. Yeah, but you know, I got some struggles. <laughs> you know, people, it's like, you know, they, 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 like their blood type is B negative. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I need my drum up here. But I, bah, bah. You know, I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you say? This is like constantly. Just negative, negative, grumbling, complaining. They said, Moses, you brought all two million of us out here to die. And these guys are something else. And we need to be thankful. Amen, saints? Not complaining, not grumbling, but thankful and looking at your situation where you are and saying, God, I thank you. You know, that's a hard place to be in, I know. And it's a hard thing to do, I know. But it's easy to complain. It's difficult to give thanks. Isn't that true? It really is difficult to give thanks. But you take the time to give thanks to God. No complaining. When you find yourself complaining, just say, Lord, Romans 8. And we know all things work together. God, I don't understand it. God, this is a bad situation. God, I don't like it out here. God, there's bitter waters out here. Lord, this, this wilderness is not fun. It's thorny. It's full of clay and it's thorny. But God, I thank you. That's what we need to be. And that's where they needed to be. Now look at verse four, if you will. Look at verse four. And then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain, underline this, saints, bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. That's very interesting. I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. And it shall be on the sixth day in verse five that they shall prepare what they bring in and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, at evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also, Moses said, this shall be seen When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to the full, for the Lord hears your complaints, which you make against him. And what are we? What are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against two saints, the Lord. Notice that. And so the people, they gather together. God said, the Lord said to Moses in verse four, notice, behold, I will rain bread from heaven. I love that. In my margin in my Bible, I have written the grace of God. Notice the grace of God. God said, I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. Notice he didn't say, I'm going to rain down fire from heaven. He could have and made them toast. Thank God. Thank God. I ain't God. All this complaining, you know, if I was God, there'd be nobody on earth. I just start all over, make me a new people. Give him a shot. But, but see, this is the grace of God. The people are complaining and God sends them, notice, bread from heaven. Notice God said, I'm going to test them to see if they will walk in my, I had you circle it, in his law. This is very, very interesting, saints, because God hasn't, you know, he hasn't given the Ten Commandments yet. And here he is already, if you will, introducing the law and his precepts and ordinance, and part of the law that God is giving 
is the law of the Sabbath. And we'll talk about that in verse 23 when we get to it. Look at verse 9. You're there? Say amen. Then Moses spoke to Aaron, Say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. And now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And so it was that quails came up at evening, the meat, and covered the camp. And in the morning, dew lay all around the camp. And when the layer of dew was lifted, there was on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance, as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. One omer for each person according to the number of persons. And let every man take for those who are in his tent. And then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more and some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who had gathered much had nothing left over. And he who had gathered little had no lack, and every man had gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said, Let no one leave any of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning. And notice what happened. It became worms and it stunk. And Moses was angry with them. And so they gathered it every morning in verse 21, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Aaron seems to be giving directions to the leaders. And somehow the Bible tells us that God showed up in a cloud and said, I heard the murmurings and I heard the complaints. God said at twilight or sunset, you will eat meat and be filled with bread. And in the evening, we just read it, the quails covered the camp, and a dew covered the camp. And when the dew lifted, there was a small round thing on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said, what is it? Now listen, in Hebrew, listen close, it reads more accurately, what it? What it? And they called It manna, because that's how you say what it in Hebrew. If you think you understand right now, say amen. Amen. Okay, they came out, they looked at it, and they said, it is what it is, and it's manna. Because what it or what it is in Hebrew is the word manna. Please somebody say amen. Amen. You know, I knew this was going to be difficult, okay? So I'm trying to make it simple. The words what it is means is manna in Hebrew. 
So when they came out, they looked at it. They said, what is it? They were saying manna because that's what it means. What is it? And they didn't know what it was. And then Moses, notice, explained to them, it is bread from heaven in verse 15. This is bread which the Lord has given us to eat. Over and over, saints, listen, manna in the Bible is more referred to as bread of heaven or bread from heaven than it is manna. You will find the phrase bread from heaven more often than you will find the word manna in the Bible. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 15, you gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought them water out of the rock for their thirst and told them to go possess the land which you had sworn to give them. Psalm 78, verse 24, he rained down manna on them to eat and given them of the bread of heaven. Psalm 105, verse 40, the people asked, he brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. Here's something interesting for you. Psalm 78, verse 25 says that the people in the wilderness ate angel food. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.